Big Brown, the Watcher Brown. What's going on, bro? What's going on? I'm good, man. I'm good. Got uh, got a good week of experience underneath my belt. Very nice. Feeling, very nice. Feeling better for it. Feeling wiser, hopefully. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's that's a uh, that's that's definitely the inspiration for my name today. Having, yeah, yeah. Go uh, having gone through my own inspiration, I've gone through my own experiences this week. We, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna link it back to to Eckhart Tolle. I dropped this guy's name every week mm. on the podcast, and if you haven't yeah. heard of him, go and look him up because he's a, he's a legend, right? So, um, the the experiences this week led me to one of his teachings in uh, in the Power of Now, right? So the Power mm. of Now, he talks about being the watcher of your own mind. Now, mm. thoughts wise, like when I first heard it, I was like, I don't know what that means. It went straight over my head. Um, but basically the way I can, I applied that, to something that happened to me this week and I reacted in a way that was quite quick and that was quite kind of, I drew, I drew my pistol because I was like, Oh, you're drawing your pistol. I'm drawing my pistol. That's, that's kind of <laughs> the way, the way I reacted where what I should have done was I should have looked at the, what looked at the way my mind reacted. I should have watched mm. my own mind. I should have watched my own thoughts. And this is the concept that he talks about is like become the watcher of your mind and, and how it's similar to even uh, psycho-cybernetics. And it talks about like the mind being a tool that we can use. And mm. it's not like we are not the mind, right? We are not, we are not, they're not the same thing. Like we are who we are, but the mind is, is, is something that we have control over. So mm. he frames it as you become the watcher of your mind. You become the watcher of your thoughts. And in the, in the situation I had, um, I kind of arose to the situation because I thought that's what it, required of me however if i look back on it now and the perspectives that have been kind of shared upon are shared with me by other people that I, whose opinion i super trust um it was like okay this is where i should have gone this is where i kind of should have gone with that and um, mm. i feel like i would have been in much better stead to just watch my own emotions in mm. relation to what was going on so mm. in, in for everyone out there listening like this this is i'm not going to go into the actual what happened because it's not really important it's just that what how do you react when something happens in front of you? Pay attention to yourself and your own emotion first, as opposed to what the world around you is kind of how, how that's displaying. I think it's much more important to know yourself in those moments. And um, that's a lesson that definitely took away from this week. So that's, that's inspired the name, The Watcher Brown. There you go. Pow, pow. What do you think to that, man? Oh man, I think um, I think that's yeah. I think that's super legit. I think um, being able to observe yourself is uh, is a hell of a skill to be able to acquire. It's kind of like you know you're removing yourself uh, to observe yourself. So it's kind of like uh, okay, this is me. Here I am, and then just being able to like pull away on some level and okay, and be like okay, what am I seeing happening? in this body in this body of mine in this uh, entity of mine i think that's um i think that's a super powerful practice it's something that i practice a lot um i don't think i would be able to evolve if i didn't do that um because otherwise you're just caught up in your own shit too much and you don't <clears throat> you don't take on what other people can see about you and um it's a way of you removing yourself so that you can get a better idea of who you are um, and how you are in certain situations and whether you like what you do, whether you don't like what you do, whether you think you could have done something differently. It's a form of reflection as well as, uh, uh, as, well as um, a way of being. Mm. And it's, yeah, it's, 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 um, 
it's uh, it's a super powerful practice for me personally for sure and um yeah the watcher the observer is is um is someone who just helps you be better basically and i've yeah there's like very different ways i've applied that practice and what's also cool about it is uh, i don't know i don't know how you felt when you started doing that but you kind of you you see the emotion for what it is as opposed to just feeling it and mm-hmm. then you kind of remove yourself from feeling it a little bit and and you're able to you're able to be clearer you're clearer headed and uh, you're able to make a better decision off the back of doing that so you feel what you feel and then you're able to observe that feeling and by observing it you kind of uh, you you're doing that from a calmer place a cooler place a objective place um, and you're able to make a better decision having done that than if you didn't do that at all like what was it what was it like for you when you when you went through that 100% exactly what you just said it's completely nailed mm-hmm. it bro so it was like I, I kind of I, I sensed the tone of anger and I rose with anger at the same time and then like you just said you because you I because I haven't taken a minute to separate myself from the emotion and observe it and observe why I felt what I felt and why I've even perceived what I perceived um I kind of just go head in same way and mm. that that didn't give me <coughs> it didn't <laughs> that was timing. <laughs> Holy shit, man! We're getting just, we're getting like in sync in so many different ways now. That was so cool. <laughs> it was like a Mysterio thing as well, right? Yeah. <laughs> right. Back on back on track, people. Yeah, um, yeah. It was like the um, because I because I didn't give myself the time to think. I it was like then it was a cascade of events that kind of it didn't go anywhere super serious but it went it went somewhere where in the in the moment when it happened I didn't take the first instance to pause collect and move forward I actually just kind of jumped in the melee as as though Mm. like as though I felt like I just jumped in the melee and then from there you're like you say all the time you're you're reacting right you're reacting to, to everything kind of happening next and you you've kind of because you've because you've started to fall it's like everything is like kind of a snap knee-jerk reaction and you're not kind of you're not thinking your way through it um and it's just because of that first instance where all it required was you to stop slow think calculate the next approach um yeah you just you just feel like you're in a rigmarole and uh then it's like it, that first initial decision affects the next 10 and then it maybe even affects the next day, it affects your mood a little bit. And you just think, didn't need to go down that way. Didn't need to go mm. down that way. You needed, you needed, you needed to, to see it for what it was, like you're saying. Uh, see the emotion for what it is. See, see, kind of analyze why you felt what you felt. And then from there, it's a case of acting. But you will always act from a calmer place, having gone through that process. Like kind of, it, mm. It's not easy for me to sit here and hard and fast rule. Okay, once you've assessed it, once you've seen it, then do this. It's like, that doesn't exist, but you can always make the decision um, on the back of being more collected and more regulated after, after kind of looking at the, looking at the situation as a whole, looking at what's been said, then it gives you time to analyze it and say like, okay, well, was it meant like this? Was it meant like that? Um, Can I have a more appropriate response or, or is this the most appropriate response? And um, yeah, it just gives you a chance to, to, preempt the, the the eventualities after the event mm. rather than just jumping in headfirst and then um 
just not really knowing what can happen as a result. So yeah, that was a, that was a life lesson I learned this week and yeah. um, valuable one, really valuable one, because it's like you said, you can apply it, but you said you had applied it in so many different ways. Um, mm. And I think you can relate it back to jiu-jitsu. Like kind of sometimes you, you just feel a bit lost wood for the trees. You just kind of mm-hmm. wire up, uh, you're just like swinging for the fences and you don't really know why you're doing what you're doing, but you're just reacting constantly. And mm. uh, whereas if you stop and you think about the hand placement, I'll put my hand here, then yeah. that kind of affects the next move and the next move and the next move and you can almost preempt what's going to happen next um versus if you just if you're just erratic and all over the place there's no there's no system behind how you're kind of going through things and uh it leads you to kind of just more destruction down the way rather than actually thinking uh with clarity thinking with thought mm-hmm. and uh having more poise more poise behind mm-hmm. um behind the whole whole experience yeah completely mm-hmm. that's um that's just what it does for you. I think uh, if, like, if I gave, if I give the example, I think of how it was uh, applicable. Uh, I think it just helps make a lot more sense as well. Like, cause it seems it's a quite an abstract thing, right? It's just like, you know, pull yourself out of the situation, watch what your mind is doing is okay. But how do you actually do that? So one of the, uh, one of the experiences I had a few weeks ago, um, we talked about it on the podcast, which was um, I had a, a set, I felt disappointment. I was like, oh, my day, like, okay, I've set up what my ideal day is like. And I let that slip. Um, I didn't use my day the way I would have liked to. And uh, and then by the time the end of the day come around, I was feeling, I was like, what is this feeling? I'm, I'm noticing something. And I realized I was disappointed. I was disappointed in myself for letting the day slip and it didn't feel good. And what's really easy to do is slip into that feeling more and more and more. And then because there's a lot of people that I know and uh, there's a lot of people out there and I'm one of them as well where I can just get overly critical of myself as well and just be like, oh, you're a piece of shit. That was just a stupid thing to do. Why'd you do that? Why'd you do that? You know, just beat yourself up about it and get caught up in that cycle. And, uh, and then what that does is for me the next day, that would just mean that day shit as well. And, uh, and not because I deliberately want it to be shit, but it's because I'm just festering in that, in that, uh, emotion and, uh, and then having let the, the kind of self-flagellation just get out of hand and, um, and then I don't recover and it just takes longer and longer and longer. So what ended up happening instead was I recognized this feeling and I, I had this kind of moment. I just went, huh, okay. If I have, if I don't use my day the way I want to in the way I've set it up so that I feel like I'm better off at the end of the day than I am at the beginning of the day. And that means it feeds into a good day for the following day. If I don't do that, I'm, I'm going to feel disappointed. And I just observed that I was like, I'm feeling it, but I can also see it happening. And that was really powerful because it just went, okay, you know what, accept that feeling you're aware of it. Now go do something with it go do something about it, which is I've observed it. And from that place of observation, I was able to say tomorrow is going to be a better day because I felt this and I know that I don't want to feel like this again. So I'm going to make it so that this day doesn't happen. Um, and if and it, I'm going to make sure it's a lot further and fewer between if I'm going to have this kind of day. And, um, and yeah, and that's what it did for me. And the next day I just reset. It was such a, uh, it was such a, it was a powerful feeling in that I felt so much more in control and uh, of my own my own being, my own uh, way of approaching life, of mm. um, 
responding rather than reacting and feeling and it would be, it puts me in a proactive state as well because i was able to reflect and be like okay this is how i'm going to make sure that this doesn't happen again and um and that felt good so like you know i sat with the feeling i accepted it i observed it and from that place of observation i was able to make sure that i i moved on uh, and from that uh, quickly relatively quickly compared to uh, what i would have done in the past which has been like you know treat myself like shit basically. And that's not, that's never a good place to be coming from because long-term is like, you keep whipping yourself like that. You just, uh, you just don't get places, you know, and just, uh, it's a lot harder for you to G yourself up about life. If uh, that's the place that you're coming from yeah. rather than uh, a place of, you know, that observation and that self-compassion to be able to move forward. Mm-hmm. That's so powerful, man. That's so powerful. You know, I can impart that in so many different ways. And the way the the, uh, the example you give, I think, yes, perfectly uh, fits fits perfectly. And uh, mm. the way you're able to to be in the moment and then be like, this action is going to have this effect. So, do I want to keep having this action? Mm. Mm, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. And uh, just that pause, that momentary like three seconds, four seconds, it takes you to make to to have that thought to then solve that initial kind of uh, puzzle. Um, mm. with the right answer and then it affects the next decision it affects the next decision and then 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 you're off to a much better start and it's like it's almost like the rest of the conversation may continue to pr- provide that kind of uh trigger almost where mm. where every every other thing that arises might require you to just just to pause for a second Mm-hmm. look at the situation and um you have those days right you have those days that are really testing days and uh yeah. you feel like shit when you when you just roll with it when you just roll with it you don't stop and question you don't stop and kind of reflect in the moment and um they just spiral away from you and you don't and you don't you feel like you feel like the day is constantly like you said you're reacting to everything it's getting away from you and uh you don't have any kind of foothold or purchase um but the days where you stop and you kind of you just you're in the moment you collect your thoughts and then as you kind of go through, you just have much more, much more awareness and control and you can mm-hmm. act, act accordingly. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, so, like, so go on. No, I was just going to say, I mean, like uh, actually just having reeled off that story, I just realized actually how it was happening this morning as well mm. in that um, I was um, I'm making videos for my online portal and uh, it's going to be like, this one's going to be like a two minute video. And, um, and you know, it's about like enjoying the process as well. We talk about, you know, it's about the process and you just want to enjoy it as well as much as you can. Um, I mean, that doesn't mean like it's going to, it's not going to be shit. It's not ever going to be shit. It's like, yeah, it is. But then it's about internalizing the reward from having gone through something that shit to actually come out better on the other side. So we got to a stage today where uh, I just need to make a two minute video, but I did it for about 30, 35 minutes. And because uh, I kept uh, resetting what I was going to say. So I was like, uh, I'm saying something. Oh, you know, what? I messed up a few words here. Cool. All right. Do it again. Messed up a few words. Do it again. Messed up a few words. Then, then that excitement that builds from like uh, messing it up and then gradually having the whole package come together where I'm, the thing, the words that I'm saying is making sense, making sense, making sense. And then it's, then I felt like the pressure, I'm 80% of the way through. Oh no, if I cock it up, I want it, I don't want to start all over again. And then, so then I started feeling that pressure and then I was like cocking it up and then I was like, damn shit. I was going to like, 
it, it could be the whole thing of like start beating myself up again but instead i recognized it i just started cracking up mm. and uh, and it was just funny to me yeah so instead of it being something where i was like uh, you know failing at perfection i was like this is just part of the process because what i'm doing is getting clearer with my message i'm getting clearer with the words that i'm trying to use i'm getting more articulate i'm using this as a learning process as opposed to it being something that i'm getting upset about and again that's because of the practice of observing yourself in uh, in that kind of meta way is uh, is is helpful otherwise you know again just getting caught up too much in it and then i would be like you know what fuck this i ain't getting this right i'm going to save it for later and it's like instead of that and then if i'm saving it for later i'm going to go through the whole thing of oh do i really want to do this i kept screwing it up before and then you know that's the knock on effect of that is the stuff that you don't realize that is going to come from that if you if you don't do these kinds of practices mm-hmm. and then so instead of it being like this is supposed to be 2 minutes is taking me over 30 minutes like what the hell's wrong with me it was like yeah okay that's that's annoying but then i started seeing the funny side and i started seeing the side of it which was beneficial to me which was i'm getting better at articulating and i'm going to get as a result of screwing up so many times i'm going to get better at editing videos mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, all the all the positive things that could come from this and then yeah i did it i got it out before we started recording the podcast and it's like okay great that's fantastic that's one thing that if i go to bed tonight and i do nothing else at least i've done that and i feel good because i'm going to be better off tomorrow than i was mm-hmm. than i am when i woke up today and if i didn't do that i'll just be frustrated and tomorrow would be like okay i've got this thing to do as well as all the other things that i want to do and got to do so uh yeah super super necessary bro yeah buddy yeah buddy i love that man that was that was really well broken down man really well broken down because uh, right. I, I was I genuinely following that the whole way through and uh yeah it just it it's makes so much sense to to see the positives in that and because it's so easy to to fall to the negatives right yeah. it's so easy to just kind of just beat yourself up and uh right. But but nothing nothing is going to come of that. As soon as you start seeing it for what it really is, mm-hmm. and um, and kind of applauding yourself for making the effort in the first place, you're like, oh, yeah. I've got that, re- I've got that rep in now, I've got that rep in, I've got that rep in, I've got that rep in, and I kind of then you start building ahead of steam, and it's like, oh, okay, I've done this, and, and you're not looking at it as like uh, I'm getting close to the edge of the cliff. It's like I'm looking, mm-hmm. I'm getting close to the edge of the cliff, so I can now fly rather than I can. Oh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to fall off the end. You know? I mean, I've, that's a, I've, that's a sick one. I love that. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's it's uh yeah that that's a really really great way of. Well, personally, I hope people out there can resonate with it the same. I know that I'm gonna I'm listen back to this that part of the podcast for sure. Yeah. That, was, that was that was fire, man. Really really good. Respect. That's good, man. It's, yeah, it's, whatever way it can make that impact, it's always helpful. You know, that's what this is about. Is like uh, talking about the experiences, knowing like the frameworks that we have in place to help us move forward, using our experiences with coaching and with our training and stuff, and just you know applying it to ourselves as much as we apply it to everybody else, right? Mm, definitely, definitely, yeah, really powerful. Only mm. only through those ones that you that you don't quite make it, they're they're your teachers, right? They're your teachers because because yeah. the ones that you tick off, um, you can you can almost you can use those um as as momentum but then the way you mm-hmm. kind of stumble and fall it's like, okay cool that's that's the thing i need to work on so it, it's yeah. it's never now the next uh, next obstacle was kind of presented itself and mm-hmm. uh, you have a heading so yeah it's it's a hundred percent it's just reframing right it's reframing the situation yeah. we talk about all the time completely yep you gotta you gotta reframe it into you know what am i getting from this what am i learning from this because if the frame is always the the negative side 
<clears throat> it's this, this is always a key distinction to make, which is that it doesn't mean that you're never going to have anything negative happen. It doesn't mean that you're never going to have any setbacks. And all it is is about, and it doesn't mean that you are, turn a blind eye to that either. It's like, okay, shit happens. You're going to feel shit for it, or it's, it's going to affect you in a negative kind of way, but it's accepting that and then turning it into what can I make this mean? So I ask yourself that question. It's like, okay, how many different ways can I make this mean something which is going to drive me and propel me forward rather than hold me back? You know, it's like, um, uh, what is it? Rocky Six. Ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you can take and keep moving forward. And um, that's, yeah, that's what happens there as well because you've got to learn from it and keep moving forward. Mm. love it man love it it's, it's like life's life's telling you which way it wants you to go and you've just mm -hmm. got to see that that's the way you need to kind of etch in and learn from and yep. uh yeah man it's like the, the, the whole journey of it all it's not meant to stop with this it's just meant to start yeah. with this i mean it's meant yeah. to just start with this and that, that, let's 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 uh let's just yeah that's that's made me feel a whole load more kind of well-rounded about my my incident that happened this week and it, it's 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 now it's like and even in the moment it was just like oh this is an impasse i don't know kind of what what i how i want to react to this but i know i, I know i need to react to it. i know i need to react to this in a better way than i did react to this yeah. and um yeah that's uh that's a great great help great great help for sure yeah amazing man yeah you go through, you go through that shit you f you fuck shit up so you can come out better on the other side too right man too right yeah. it's that it's the, but back to Eckhart Tolle he's like uh yeah one of his lines I absolutely love which is like the goal is to to die and realize there is no death and mm. like in, in in that you've 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 failed or you or, or you've perceived uh you, you've come to a place where you maybe you haven't reacted the right way and it's 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 just to teach you that you can now be born in a new way teach mm. you that you can now like see that see that kind of stumbling block and eventually learn to clear it and that clearing of that kind of thinking of the new process and thinking of the new way of, of being is that a new rebirth? Like there's that new kind of being born again. So yeah, really, really interesting, man. Really, uh, it's, a, it's a method. It's literally what you've just kind of given there is like a method for dealing with a lot of shit. Yeah. A lot of shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Big time, yeah. Was that, was, was that one of those moments for you as well, where it felt like, uh, oh, this is, this is a rebirth. Nothing's going to be the same again after this moment. Honestly, now I feel that. Now yeah, okay. I feel that right here in this podcast. I feel yeah, okay. that right now because it's been a process. Just, last, yeah, it's been a process. No, last, three, last three, four days. Yeah, last three, four days where it's been like not three, four days. I think it's like three days. And uh, on, on on the back of it, you're just like, uh, anger, annoyance. Mm. And you just kind of you, you just think straight away. Okay, push to one side. Like, don't be mm. in it. Kind of like I think that's my way of kind of trying to process it and trying to. Mm objectively look at it from the outside is to just put it to one side like keep on going with my life rather than keeping it in my head and kind of being in traffic and be like oh fucking hell i'm annoyed i'm angry or whatever mm. that's that's not the way i kind of i can't i can't ever look at myself objectively and then you kind of go through it and you talk to talk to some one person about it you talk to the next person about it and um you end up getting a bit of more of a frame on the situation and realizing that there is growth in this. And I think once you start realizing, oh, there's a light at the end of this tunnel, it's not just kind of a black hole. and I'm not kind of just falling into nothingness. Um, I, I then, yeah, you, you start to kind of build a picture around it. And what you've said today has definitely, because like I've almost come here with a wantingness of like, help me fix this. You know what I mean? Help me kind of right. like get around this. And you just kind of plugged it in 
in a way that's been super succinct, super kind of to the point. And uh, yeah, it's 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 just let me see where the growth is in this situation, and uh, it's it's exciting, man. Yeah, like right now, like you just asked that question, like uh, rebirth. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Right now, I'm just like good. I'm glad that yeah. happened because uh, I, I wasn't as prepared pre that clearly. Clearly, I wasn't as prepared pre that, but it had to happen to make me feel what I feel right now. So I'm happy yeah. about that. I'm, I'm not happy about this. This annoying yeah. thing having happened to me. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah, thank you for that, G. <laughs> yeah, amazing, man. This is why I love having these conversations. We're just figuring shit out as we go along. Do right. That's uh, yeah. I mean, just people just have conversations, man. Have good conversations with people because honestly, the that's one of the like the the silver linings that has come out of uh, this pandemic playbook. Basically, mm. is uh, I, I think there's a lot of silver linings and. Uh, and one of them has been like good conversations with people because it's been it's been a scenario where you know everybody's going through some shit and it's just it's just a time for exploration in that sense i think and i think it's it's a time for figuring out your own shit i definitely think and um and so yeah i've been doing that i've been delving into that deeply like 100% like diving in head first and just doing that and then luckily i'm surrounded by people like uh, my flatmates like you um, I'm bro, just people who I can have a conversation with where we can just talk about um, stuff which isn't just surface stuff, you know, is um, it just goes deeper because then you just you just learn something. And like you said, there's a little bit of a rebirth there each time and the ability to formulate a thought and, f and articulate it as you go along. It's it's such a I, I love that feeling. It's such a mm. good feeling be able to do that because you're just like oh wow I'm, I'm exploring uncharted territory here you know there's something sitting in my brain but i've never never really figured that out like um me and um me and my flatmate matt were having a conversation about morality a couple of days ago and uh and then he just asked me a question and uh, and i was like i've never thought about this before like i have no idea how it affects um, my my morality and like well, uh, what it as it or what the morality is as a human being, and um, and yeah, so it was super fascinating. So I was just sitting there, like uh, just looking up at the sky, kind of like, yeah, well, what do I think about this? You know, I don't even know. <laughs> it was it was an amazing feeling, and um, yeah, and it was super cool. It was super cool. So I, I yeah, exactly. I just I'm just uh, I would just recommend. Like just get into good conversations, man. Mm -hmm. Is uh, you learn, you learn, you figure out a lot about your own shit, and you just enrich your experience because at the end of the day, the way we communicate is uh, like if we need to figure out our own shit, like writing and conversing is is why is what we got to do. Completely agree. Completely agree. Now, now you've said it, I can almost say that for the last couple of weeks, I've I've almost. I've been quite busy and obviously the, the, mm. the name of the podcast last week was like spread thin brown, which is, which is, cool, yeah. which is not like a, it's not a problem, but I, I felt this, this urge to talk to somebody, to somebody. Mm. Sometimes I'll pick the phone up. I've rang you. Um, mm. I've rang like, um, uh, I spoke to my mom, right. I've rang mates of mine who are, one of them's in India. One of them's in, in the Northeast of England. Um, TJ, I've spoke to one of my clients, Ash, um, like Maria, like people that kind of um, have perspective on mm. things, and you know, you know, you're almost going to somebody like like a healer. You're almost going to like a, a, a somebody who can just provide perspective and provide a bit of uh, 
wholesome conversation like you're talking about. Mm. Uh, I just think it gives you so much more fuel to, mm-hmm. to go about your life with. And it's like positive, positive energy um, and just good vibes. Good vibes. Like, yeah. you know, there's, there's so, I think we, we are such like a sensory being. We need to feel that like that somebody has our back and somebody has like the best interest. And everyone, mm-hmm. everyone, sometimes you, you spend a lot of time with people who are like fleeting in your life, whether they're like a builder, whether they're this, whether they're that, you just kind of, they're, they're there, they're, they're there, but they're not really there for any kind of long standing purpose. But then you spend mm-hmm. time with people who 100% have your best interests at heart. And I think at times when life's busy or when life's kind of stressful, you almost need to reconnect with that. You need to feel yep. that positive energy, positive vibe, because then you fill yourself with that. And you go and give you, give that to somebody else. You know what I mean? Like the Muhammad Ali, that Muhammad Ali quote where he's like talking about uh, taking a pinch of kindness and, 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 and a quart of, of, of gratitude and and uh, all this and all that. And he's like making it into a cake and serving it to each and every deserving person he meets. I yeah. love that. It fills me with so yeah. much joy when I hear that. And it just, it's, it's yeah. totally legit because that, that's, that's what we want to do at the end of the day. You know I mean? We, we don't want to yeah. operate from a place of anger or a place of, place of, um, um, yeah, just destructiveness, but you do mm. want to operate from a place of understanding and place of calm. And sometimes you need to reconnect with those kind of people because they can fill you with that where your life might be busy. Your life might kind of be a bit scattered. Sometimes you talk to somebody who has that mm. just calm kind of like, Oh wow. That was nice. Thank you for that. Man. That's exactly yeah. what you just given. That's exactly what you just given me. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, amazing, man. It's like uh, I get I get the pump when I'm speaking to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like I'm fucking jacked. <laughs> I'm ready to take up. Just throw it. I'll fight a bear right now. I'll do it. <laughs> it's like that's the Umar effect. That's what it. it is. I love it, man. I love it. That's it. That's what I want. Just to jack everybody up. Like, yeah. Go crazy, everybody. Go crazy. Go go live your lives yeah, yeah exactly man because it's like i mean yeah because uh on that as well is like if if you are in that negative state or if you are in that you know you you're 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 talking about the the situation that brought out some anger right and uh so if you stay with that it's like it's difficult obviously to to see the effect you're having on other people around you because it's such an insular thing when you're caught in your own when you're caught in your in your own emotion and it's a protective thing as well you just you sit with it and you don't want to kind of let anybody else in sometimes as well and and you close off you close off your world when you do that <clears throat> and then but if you can just give yourself like you know the 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 wherewithal to just ask yourself is like all right even if i even if i like this even if on some level i'm getting something out of being in this shit situation because we do there is a reward mechanism that's kicked off in the brain by feeling a certain emotion even if it is a negative emotion it's like what's the effect that's going to have on the people around me on the work that i'm doing you know what are the things that i want to be productive in and how is it actually serving that um and then you could even go way further down the line and think okay but what's if i keep being like this what's my legacy you know it's like, what do I, what do I leave behind? How do I affect the people, people around me? And you can look at it in lots of different ways, whether it's right now, whether it's in a slightly bigger sphere around you, whether it's still only to do with you, but it's, you know, the work that you do, the things that you like to engage in. And you can ask yourself, how does this impact that? Does it make better or worse the people around you? And then look 10, 15, 20, 30, 50 years down the line and be like, how is it affecting that as well because 
in the here and now is like we're right here but if we choose one path we can go here if we choose the other path we'll go here and the divergence can be mental over a long enough period of time so you just want to be able to know that you can course correct along the way so that you don't end up taking that path where you realize that in 50 years time i don't want to end up there mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i love that man i love that completely agree with it um yeah i was, I was talking to um, a friend of mine yesterday and i was just saying to her that i was just thinking on this like the way you've just explained it is is the way it made the way i had been thinking on that previously was like imagine you're you're born into the world and you the first thing you do is you turn left and you turn left and you continue turning left and turning left and before you know it you have a life constantly just turning left you never learn how to turn right and that's <laughs> that's just like it's just a microcosm but it's just kind of a way of encapsulating somebody who doesn't ever know how to think outside of what they only know and it's like that's the way i'm born into a born into a family or born into a system um maybe like a hierarchical system or whatever whatever it doesn't mean it doesn't need to be anything specific but it's like we do this we 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 only have one way of kind of living and because of that we don't ever develop the full autonomy of life to be like oh in this situation i can pause for a second think about it i can i can extrapolate out like you're talking about into 50 years time like i'll have a family one day do i want them to read do i want them to see the way in which i've just reacted do i want them to to have that be their lesson or do i want them to have a full rounded spectrum and be able to in all situations just pause and if it does require that cool you have that you have that in your in your on your arsenal but if it also requires you to just think and be cool and calm-headed i can also provide that as well so yeah i completely agree with you on that mm. it, it's it's there's it so many so much more <coughs> attached to that one decision it's like uh, the gladiator quote right i'm gonna get you jacked here, G. you ready oh, so he's like yeah, it's uh, coming bro i can feel it already it's bubbling <laughs> fire the fire <laughs> yeah. it's like uh uh the decisions we make in life echo in eternity right so mm. you mm. you've <laughs> let, that, let that sit for a second let that sit for yeah, a second, exactly right? yeah strength <laughs> I fucking love it, man. Virtues, virtues. Yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just. You don't, you don't want to, to block off from these other things. You want to, you want to mm. see how this little microcosm can can extrapolate out. And then at the same time, you've got like Eckhart Tolle talking about like all we have is right now. So, mm. right now, do you want to say the world was to end now? Like, would that? Would you want that to be the last kind of way? you were kind of imprinted on the world probably not you know i mean probably not you you would want there to be some sort of semblance of thought of calm-headedness and just kind of um a more sensible approach now that's that would mm. be the last tattoo you'd want to leave on this world rather than one of just like recklessness and abandon like mm. yeah there's there's, there's there's a lot to that man for sure yeah big time i think when you when you said like uh it was a while ago it was um I think I think you said it was a Shakespeare quote. The every third thought should be about your mortality. Mm, about, about your, about your um, yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that made me. Um, yeah, sometimes I think about that. I've realized that crosses my mind when I go on a run, because uh, going for a run is like is one of those where I just kind of like just realign a little bit, and um, like you know, I've got some good music playing. It plays that gets me in a good headspace, and uh, just sometimes yeah just one of those things across my mind and it's like um it just feels like uh 
you know, because we're like with this generation now as well, and especially the generation below us, that they got a f- basically a fifty percent chance of living to at least a hundred, and um, which is mad, it is uh, is crazy. You know, he's like, but it's also so it's like uh, you know to think of your mortality at my age at thirty four almost seems like you know it's it's forever away, but it helps for sure mm. it's uh, and that's the thing it's not right because when i think of that it's like then i start thinking about watching the matrix in the cinema and being 13 and realizing that the matrix is 21 years old now and that just blows my mind and you're just like holy shit there's been 21 years that have just gone by i don't know what the hell like everything's just like you know in the in the scope of in the scope of like looking at it as 21 years like that's just a massive blur so it's like, well, the next twenty-one years is, um, you know, it's, it's just good. yeah, exactly. It's going to be click of the fingers. It's it's going to go by. So having thought about uh, having you had said that, that was really uh, that was really effective for me because I'm, I don't really think about mortality. Like I don't really realize notice myself thinking about it too much, and and that's been helpful because it's yeah, just getting okay with the idea that someday you're going to die basically is is going to happen and um and yeah there's there's lots of for me there's lots of unexplored uncharted territory there in terms of what i feel and what i think around death and then how that makes me behave in life but it certainly was a good kickstart it's certainly a good starting point when you brought that up and um yeah i think that i think that's like that's some helpful stuff because when you start thinking about things like that as well it definitely makes you go, hmm, well, I could be nihilistic and be like, well, I'm going to die one day. And what's the point? And then you just live like 80 years of nothingness in a way, really. But then, you know, that to me, that just doesn't hold true because otherwise you wouldn't make it to 80 years. You just be like, you know, if you follow through with nihilism that nothing matters, then you would just kill yourself. But you don't. So it matters on some level. And then you might as well just choose to see everything that you do matters on uh, whether it's to you whether it's to other people or whatever and uh, and and that way you just live a more fulfilling life you know you just feel mm-hmm. a lot better and there is the idea that you could um, i mean i remember you mentioned it in passing once as well which was that can feel like it's quite a weight on you as well if like if everything matters and everything i do matters and that can feel quite weighty but i don't know maybe I found a way of like detaching from that in a sense because it's just like I don't know. You just what, what's the other option? I don't want the other option, so this is just the way it's going to be for me. I like that a lot. I like that a mm. lot because there is there is there is no highway option, right? It's like it's, mm. this is this is my way. This is the only yeah. way. Right? Kind of, I, I want to yeah. I want to be on this path. Yeah, and if you if you choose it wholeheartedly, then it's like I kind of liken that to my mum. So my mum is so deeply engrossed in her religion and. Mm. Um, it's it's quite it's like freeing in a way. It's almost mm. like her routine gives her absolute structure and absolute purpose, and mm. whatever comes with that is part of the course. It's like mm. this is my way. I, I'm not going to stray. Like, this is mm. it. Like, and um, she doesn't feel weight. She, there is no weight to it. There is no like like you just said. Um, because there is because like we have so many infinite an in, in infinity of options in front of us sometimes. It's uh, it sometimes can seem like oh, this grass is green on this side and grass is green. It's like no, 
Mm. There is just my grass. Like, oh, how, how can I want my grass to be? Like, that's it. Um, yeah, it's, it's a really interesting thought. And I think I think that's that's another thing to think on for sure in the moment and kind of just in a, in and about your life. Like, are you are you thinking enough about watering your own grass here and now? And mm. um, are you worrying about kind of the the, the, the minutiae of the details like it, some of the stuff just just doesn't really it doesn't really matter you just need to be about yourself right here right now um mm. yeah that's yeah, really interesting man really interesting yeah and then yeah when you're doing that kind of thing as well if you're just focusing on the minutiae the money in the detail then that's kind of like an avoided strategy you know i made the post um this week where you know your quote from one of the from the previous podcast which is i may not make the right decision but I'll make the decision right. And it's like, it's about starting because, and you said it as well, which is like getting all your ducks in a row. Um, if if that's what you're trying to do before you start on the thing that you know is important for you, you're just never going to start. You're just never going to get going because first of all, you don't know all the possible outcomes um, from the decision that you're going to make. So how is it, it going to be possible for you to potentially get all your ducks in a row? That doesn't mean that you don't prepare, but it also means that, you just have to take action and um and so I, I just kind of forgot like what really triggered that but it was just the idea that um you don't yeah you're, you're never gonna you're never gonna have all your ducks in a row so you just gotta you just gotta go with it yeah it just kind of triggered it triggered something now i just kind of like lost my trail of thought it's like why did it actually trigger that mm, but mm. I, I had that with the i had that with the previous thought i had that with the previous yeah. thought. Like, i went, went somewhere and i was like mm. i don't know i've lost it midway through but yeah it's yeah. gonna happen it's gonna happen yeah exactly whatever man yeah, but um um yeah i wanted to i wanted to ask you about uh, the kevin hop video that you posted on uh, your insta because he was on the joe rogan podcast well like a month or two ago and uh yeah you said like it was some powerful stuff that you agree with everything that he's saying because he was talking mm -hmm. about his um his car accident where he fractured his back and um and the things he had to say about that. And you said you'd heard similar words being said to you. He was basically told that if he hadn't done the prerequisite training um, and been in shape, that his spine, it was basically literally, he makes this makes this signal is like, you know, just like an inch, not even an inch from uh, him not being able to walk again. So, and you really resonate with that and you, said you'd heard similar words as well because of the car accident you've been in what like 2012 right yeah yeah i think so yeah. i mean it's such a long time ago now but yeah yeah um mm -hmm. so yeah, first off i'll just say like people out there wanting to listen to a wicked podcast with somebody who he's a comedian but like mm -hmm. the most i've ever resonated with him was not when he's he's not even telling a joke he's just talking mm -hmm. about life like kind of yeah. that's the most i've felt kind of uh tied to to somebody's opinions and yeah uh it's the joe rogan experience where he's uh, where he's talking about his life in the second second episode, um, and yeah, he's just talking about his, his his car accident and how his years spent with his trainer pre the accident. I think he's been with his trainer for four years, and his trainer is one of those people who is about the everyday kind of lifestyle. And uh, we talk about this all the time, like kind of doing mm. some kind of whether it be fifteen minutes of movement that kind of uh, that Bilal kind of uh, my cousin Bilal. He's always on about like kind of just having some kind of movement through your day mm. is super important. Um, yeah. he, his trainer subscribes to the same model. I think I've been the same for a little while now is that something should be done every single day. Anyway, that, that little bit of movement 
as well as the dedicated workouts, as well as the programming, as well as the kind of like building him up through the years through separate movements and then just making it more, more and more advanced, led him to a place where when he went through his car accident, it it was and he the way he holds a finger up is like literally like that tiny ass space there, like a like a mm. fraction of a millimeter. And and that's all it was between him being wheelchair bound the rest of his life. Like half his body just shut off, like not being able to control his bladder probably, not being able to control like um, any kind of sensory input to, to the lower part of his body, maybe, maybe maybe his lower back. Like you don't know with this stuff. You don't know how high it affects or, or what, what it affects, whether it affects neural function, like kind of in the brain. You just don't know. Um, and whether you have to be on life support, you know, there's like this an infinity of, of events that could have happened. But because uh, this is what his post is about, is because he had preempted it to, to the level that he had in training himself and being physically able, physically fit and taking that shit seriously, um, and not not for any reason. He didn't know he was. He's not. He's not gearing up to be like two, five years from now. I'll be a car crash, and I've got to be in great shape, and I've got to really yeah. like bulletproof myself. No, he just he just knew that it's it's in preparation for life. You know, it's in preparation yeah. for life. Like shit's gonna come at you, and you don't know. You don't know what's gonna happen. But if you're preparing yourself in the same ways that we're talking about with the earlier conversation, with like I've got a I've got a method that I can run through while I'm feeling slightly stressed or i'm feeling slightly heated in the conversation i can pause and i can slow down that's going to allow me to really go through that conversation and come out the other side in, in a good way um it's mm. the same thing it's the same thing for for training whereby life can throw shit at you and, I, and this is where it links back to me is that me and my dad were in a really bad car crash like yeah, i can't actually quite remember the year now but i think i was about 21 so it's about seven years ago 22 21 and um we were told in that after that car crash that if you guys hadn't have been training the way you'd been training or you weren't kind of as like hefty and like kind of large um the effect of the speed of the crash would have been way worse on you and mm -hmm. it was the fact that like the impact was such a horrible impact and like you made the papers the papers like the headline was like to her in horror crash like it was a bad accident it was a fucking bad accident and but that's the thing is that it should have been way worse it should have been way way worse i mean my dad I don't know if he walked out of it, but he he wasn't hurt. Like, thank God. Like, he Fuck. wasn't. I, th I think he he. The worst injury my dad had was that. This is going to sound horrible, but his eyelid got cut down the middle, and there was a piece of glass mm. that would have gone straight through his eye, but it didn't. And for whatever reason, the way, the way he the way he kind of tells the story is that like something kind of told him just to be like close your eyes and stay closed, that kind of thing. And I think he, he even Damn. tells it like he kind of he didn't just close his eyes, but he kind of clenched his eyes closed. And I think the the the, the other way his forehead or his eyebrow or something just kind of obviously as it collapses down across your eye, it just shielded and then the piece of glass cut through his eyelid but didn't actually enter his eye eye. I think it I think oh. it actually did by a by a few millimeters because I remember him having having to have stitches um in his eye or around the eye. Um but the the, the longer the short of it was was that because we had put ourselves through it in a physical setting beforehand um the force of the impact the speed of the crash all that stuff wasn't as bad as it could have been and mm. yeah that that's what kevin's talking about in his in his uh in his podcast as well is that like people people kind of dying left right and center from very very preventable um diseases illnesses talk about diabetes getting limbs amputated um all of these things that are just like massively preventable. You know, I mean, you don't mm. need to live your life as a slave. You can live your life like kind of free of these things if if you kind of 
look after your own kind of being, you know what I mean? And uh, invest your time in, in health and fitness and well-being. And uh, when I listened to that, to that bit in the podcast, I, I just had to post it. I, I actually listened to it about nearly a month ago now, almost when it first came out. And it's taken me ages to kind of get it out there, but I'm so glad I did because mm. even some of the feedback I've had from it, people commenting, um, one of the girls I know on there, Charlotte, she's, uh, yeah. I don't know her injury, but she commented saying that, look, this is totally legit. And um, it gives me hope that I can recover from my from my injury as well because mm-hmm. she's, uh, yeah, she's been through it and she's probably had, I think, I'm not sure, but she's probably had an injury on the, on after having uh, gone through yoga for many years, Pilates for many years and this stuff. It just safeguards you, you know, it totally safeguards mm-hmm. you. And I can say it 100%, like you just feel way, way, way more durable. Like yeah. uh, how, how invincible do you feel when you go after you go a few rounds with Sylvie? Like, <laughs> just like, I feel like bring that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm talking yeah. about what's the adaptation curve. You yeah, that, exactly. that dip into Hades' asshole. And you, dip <laughs> out of it and you come out and it's like, oh shit, I'm alive. I'm alive. <laughs> <laughs> you're not you're not actually dead you're not you're not visiting the pearly gates but you come out on the other side and you just oh oh but then, then you, then you oh, just feel God. like you're, you're made of wood like you're made of silvery wood like that that's the uh that's what he gives you you know what i mean yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's so that's it's actually, so needed that could be a good name for his uh for his gym when he starts saying, oh sylvia steel yeah the, the ss right, too right i love it yeah good shout man that'd be wicked that'd be <laughs> wicked but yeah it's 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 if, if people out there listen to the podcast and have never actually delved into this it's not it's not what you think and i think this can can sound a little bit kind of like i don't know what the word is but can sound, sound probably sound a bit rich coming from somebody who's kind of seemingly been in, been at it all my life and training and whatever but no it's like kind of yeah. i'm just like yourself like um found the gym because my dad kind of told me to go that way and, and whatever and you, you just you just learn your way um mm. so if, if anyone's kind of having, having apprehensions about it or if you know somebody's having apprehensions about it there's so many people like obviously ourselves jude from last week um who can easily make that process um doable for anybody you know what i mean so mm-hmm. uh, and, and then the benefits are benefits are endless endless it's just the knock-on effect to the here and now to you to people around you just what you feel like you can achieve in life is like is is this it just goes beyond it's like what, what did i only say is like all he knew was that i need to build my body mm-hmm. and then stuff comes from there yeah you start um, with yourself i think i need just like you start yeah. with yourself right you start with yourself mm-hmm. in front of you make yourself into that thing that well, one of my clients said it so well uh, i'm shooting a video testimony with her uh shout, shout yes. out to lee to lee um yeah mm-hmm. she was talking about how when you when you achieve that first rep um, it's just a microcosm of like achieving the next thing and achieving the next thing. And then you, before you know, you've done five reps and six reps. And really mm-hmm. what you've done is you've achieved five times, you've achieved 10 times and you finish the end of a workout and you've done what? 20 sets or something mm-hmm. around that, right? And you, you've had like you've, and in those sets, you've done 10 reps in each of them. Like kind of you, you've, you've had hundreds of achievements, right? Like yeah. that, that's, that's the way you think about it. And that's not only building yeah. you physically, it's building you mentally, you know. I mean? So mm-hmm. there's uh, like, like, like you just said, there's not just the physical benefits. I obviously saved Kevin from from being like paralyzed, and like mm-hmm. saved us from from having like multiple fractures and and really, really going through horrible like rehab. Is just there's also the, the the mental aspect, which is like I can come back from this. Like kind of I came back mm-hmm. from from being like 
from from a weight last week and now I can do the weight. So okay, now now I can I can do way more. It's a slow slow mm. process, but you can definitely build off of it. Yeah. It's incredible, man. It's, mm-hmm. That sounds yeah, that sounds brutal. Do you, do you remember like do you remember the accident as well? Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah. clear as day, man. Clear as day, yeah. For for a while I think I I whacked my head on the dashboard pretty bad. And I couldn't Damn. remember much of it. But um then it, it starts coming back and you start remembering. Mm. I remember I remember now I remember all of it. I remember like the the why my dad was actually gonna go and sell the car to my uncle. And um along the way, yeah, it was just one of those moments where kind of um this guy pulled out from in front of us at the wrong time and we just plowed into the side of him. And it was just like uh, it was on a it was on a anybody who anybody who lives in Stockton on Tees, my friends will know the ones that listen to the podcast, it was on it was on a kind of crossroads and there's a KFC or a Burger King a Burger King. There's a Burger King on the corner. Mm. And the Burger King was about I'd say about 10 meters from where the initial impact happened. And this guy's car lifted and, sp- and flew very close to going through that Burger King window. It was like, it was like one of those like, movie style impacts. And you see like kind of the thing or something like hitting That's a car. Fast and and furious, yeah, it just flies away. It was like one of those. It was like, I don't know why it was God, that man. impactful or, or whatever. But yeah, I remember our car like hitting that way and then just like spinning 360 the other way and just like, plonking down i remember the, the noise of the impact the, the smell waking up and just smelling you know how you smell like engine grease and the petrol and yeah. like look at looking up and being like steam and um the wires of the dashboard were just hanging out and me just like freaking out being like what the, what's going on like you, you touch everything everything is wet and it's like what the hell so, like, is this this like steam from the engine so like carpets in the car the seat your clothes and obviously you've got blood everywhere you look at your dad and he's like fucking he's he's hanging but he's all right he was talking to me and the paramedics arrived, had to cut the roof off the car, um, like get us out of it, get into the hospital. And then I remember going into the hospital, asking my uncle the same question about 10 times, just like nonchalant, are you, are you working tomorrow? And him being like, yeah, yeah, I'm working tomorrow. Just because you, you just high off your face, he's giving you some drugs to calm you down. And, <laughs> right. and like every, every two minutes looking around the hospital, and, are you working tomorrow? Just like re- <laughs> relay the same like 50 first dates, like in your mind again, again, again. Yeah. And uh, yeah, because... You just your oh, body's just like a complete. Just trying to it's trying to like control yeah, delete, control delete. Yeah. <laughs> to get this guy back online, man. Fucking wake up, man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you just that's it, man. It was, it was a crazy experience, man. Crazy experience. That is madness. Yeah, man. Shit. Yeah, wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't wish it on anyone, man. But you know, you, you I think you just you, again, like we say all the time, you don't get to learn, you don't get to pick the lessons that you learn in your life, but yeah, you get to pick how you react to them. So I'm glad it, I'm glad it could be a lesson now. Yeah. Do you feel like? Um, do you feel like your life is kind of in two areas of like what happened be- life before it and life after it? Does it, is it that different for you? I think I'll talk about this in one of the podcasts where like it, mm. it was, it was definitely that, that sentinel event that made me start dropping weight, start looking at rehab, start looking at other methods of training, start expanding um, my horizons in terms of, um, just, just what, what I wanted to do with my life, where I wanted to live my life um, on the back of that. Because in that time, my dad was in the process of moving to Kenya. So it was like family was kind of splitting up a little bit. So it was like, oh, what do we do now? And then that happened, bang. And then it was like, okay, mm-hmm. now figure this shit out as well. So it was, it was good. It was 100% a, a reset I needed. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, like, is is uh, yeah, it was a really interesting time. Really interesting time. I think on the back of it, a lot of growth. A lot of growth, like... Obviously, that never stops, but it was it was definitely a period where um, it sparked a lot of shit for sure. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so because I know you said before that you like, okay, I was training a certain way and I knew that wasn't going to work for me because my body literally can't do that right now. So I had to change things up. What was it that went through your mind like after that to to have that, to experience that growth that you did? I think, um, yeah, to, to, to kind of frame that. So I was training like a madman pre, pre-accident and then post it was like my body was so battered and broken. I was just like, for weeks and you're not used to that when you're young you're not used to kind of feeling like Mm. why can't i get up and walk around or after i've walked around why do i feel like i need to lie down and sleep for two days like that was Mm. just a full systemic just shut down um yeah and it was uh, i remember walking my dog and thinking i'm fine i'm fine and i actually fell while i was walking him and my Mm. cousin was with me at the time and i was just like why am I fucking on the floor? Like, this makes no sense. <laughs> like, what, what's wrong with you? Get up. Like, like, um, yeah, and, and that, yeah. So on the back of it, it was almost like, okay, I don't know if I can do what I did do. So I know I want to keep moving forward. Um, and obviously you had the time on your hands, like similar to the time we have now, really. I was just home, laid up. And um, you kind of like spend your time on YouTube and you spend your time kind of like, just researching and training, watching training videos. And all of a sudden you stumble across some guy doing a, a deep kind of goblet squat, mobilizing this. And so um, I kind of hurt like that. Maybe I should try that. And mm. um, yeah, it just literally just goes from there. Kelly Starrett, big shout out Kelly Starrett. Cause he, he was the yeah. one that kind of, yeah, just, just started that off. And from there you find the next guy and you find the next guy and you find the next guy. And, um, yeah. I just felt like that time, uh, it, w- it would have been wasted if I had just kind of come out of it and gone right back to doing what I was doing before. It's mm. almost like it's almost like what we were talking about with the with the kind of conversation. If, if, if you have that or that altercation, if you have that kind of altercation and you leave it and then you just immediately enter the next one and you react the same way you just did, you're just like, oh, well, I didn't need to do that. I learned, I, I, now I, now you framed it for me. I don't need to react that way again and again and again and again. There is other, there is other options. So until I kind of explore those other options, um, <clears throat> Uh, not not until I, but I should explore those other options. And that's, yeah, that kind of led me down the, the route of more like exercising correctly, um, more knowing my anatomy and nothing but good things, man. So it just helped me align with, with where I actually wanted to be. Mm. Did it ever feel like an existential crisis on any level? No, no, I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know if, uh, if, I just think it felt like almost like a weight lifted off in a way where it's just like, Oh, I get to stop and rethink and I get to restart almost like sometimes you, you can build yourself into something and you can kind of, there's so much that goes into this. There's so much that kind of mm. unpack with this, but you can almost be, be stuck in a certain way of living. And you feel like that's your safety mechanism, whether whether it be going to the gym, whether it be reacting in a certain way, whether it be anger, whether it be kind of all that stuff. That is your that is your means of operating. And then when something happens which completely gives you opportunity to wipe the slate clean, you're almost like, oh, I don't need those. I don't need those defense mechanisms anymore because I'm not I'm not required to live that way anymore. Hope that that kind of that kind of makes yeah, sense. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then you can then you can start adopting new things. Yeah. It's because because you don't have you don't put the pressure on yourself to live the way you were living, even though there was no pressure in the first place. It's just the only pressure you put on yourself is is your own pressure, right? You, you're not mm. the world isn't looking at you to perform or to or to be that guy. Um. It's only just the way you receive that and the way you kind of react to it. Um. Mm. But then when that kind of thing happens, 
it's almost it was almost like I can I, I can't I can't quite fight it to get back to where I was because the bar that I were bar where I was was so high. Um, so what I can do now is think laterally and think what else mm. is available to me. And uh, in doing that, it's a lot of freedom because you see that the spectrum is is broad this way rather than just kind of going up. It's like oh mm. well, I've fallen back down to here now. What do I do? I continue to try and go back to where I was, or do I kind of like think oh okay I can start building some real estate over here and mm then you realize that oh, I can I can go back to where I was, but I'd like to just follow this path. And I think that's luckily where I found myself. And then you end up building and you end up putting your attention into that. And I remember kind of going back to the, well, not, not, not going back to the gym for a little while, actually, and just kind of being at home and working on kind of mobility and putting a hockey ball here and trying to feel that, oh, this is, this is internal rotation. Oh, I didn't know what this was like. Mm-hmm. And uh, being like, oh, okay, let me, let me just explore this. And there's the same passion you have, for before you can almost just redirect it and put it yeah. into this new thing and uh that's the yeah, it's, it's it's like it's teaching you how to overcome um mm. the obstacle in front of you and not not just run back to old ways yeah so that's i find that really interesting because it just sounds like you were just open to moving laterally it wasn't even a thought to to stay where you were whereas i can imagine that there's plenty of people because it's going to feel like they've lost something that they're always going to try and recover what they've lost. Uh, and, mm. um, <clears throat> and so stuck in that pattern and always feeling resentful that this accident has happened and feeling worse as a result of that. And because you're always trying to chase where you were instead of carving new ground for yourself. So that I find like, that's truly inspirational as well. I think okay. uh, just, yeah, just, you know, you're like, all right, I'm going to take a lateral shift and I'm going to keep moving forward in that direction. And, um, and yeah, you said a lot of good stuff there in that, in the sense of how you can broaden your horizons and broaden your perspective, um, as a choice, uh, cause it, it can be a choice cause it's just, it's just amazing that you are wired to be like, I'm not thinking about the other choice. I'm just thinking about making sure I get the most out of this. Mm-hmm. I think, I think it's about, You've got to be a bit real with yourself because because I, I knew the the levels I'd set myself in the gym at that time, and it was like, mm. okay, I'm, 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 am I am I actually able to stand up and walk around? Never mind, go to the gym and load a barbell to high heaven. Um, no, I can't. I can't. Right. Mm. So like, what what can I do? Like, I still want to do something. But I don't want to just sit here and just kind of feel useless. And I think, um, yeah, that's kind of a, it's a blessing. It's definitely a blessing because because I don't I don't know where that came from, but it definitely came to to definitely save my life in that moment because mm. um, not that I was going anywhere, but I was just, I was just wanting not to be <clears throat> like, you know, you just, you just feel a bit useless. Like you, you can't yes. like the, the way, the way in which like Mark Bell says it, it's like the way, the way that you PR every day or personal record, you, the way you reach a new personal record every day is by doing something new. And uh, because it's the first time you do it, you, you, you've never done it. You've, you've, that's the best you've ever done it because it's brand new to you. Right, and I think mm. that kind of mindset um, applied across the board. You just feel like you're gaining momentum. And at that stage, I was literally without momentum because I was just still up in bed, like nothing, nothing's happening. And even when mm. I tried to, to make something happen, no, you got to sit back down again, and like kind of your body isn't able to do anything. So your your mind starts to be like, okay, well, let's think a bit more about kind of gaining some real estate in this area. And slowly but surely you kind of you start moving forward and yeah i wasn't kind of by any means um finished article like, oh i'm a new human being now obviously it's, that's a culmination of the last 
X many years, meeting people like yourself, speaking to people, kind of having that. But it was definitely the the uh, the spark that kind of lit the match, and then from there you you start rolling forward. Mm. Amazing man. He's like death, death and rebirth, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. a big one. Do you ever? Do you ever use it still now to propel you in a way like the what happened in like, okay, um, what am I trying to say? Yeah, it's like if you ever find yourself in a spot where you feel like you might not be handling life as well as you could be and you're mm-hmm. like, do you ever go back and think, you know, that, that happened and I and just get that kind of spark again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't necessarily use that accident, but I mm-hmm. should. I should. I think all these things are just lessons. Uh, the most recent one that I use is fasting. Like fasting is mm. like living without, living within your means, living kind of like with your head down after one purpose. That that focuses you for sure. And mm. yeah, I think that's a really powerful thing you've touched on there. I think people, well, I personally should do that more. But I think just for everyone, like you've all got, everyone's got their own life experiences mm. that that you look on, or even people that are very close to you. You look at like your parents' struggles. We talk about this a lot. Um, and you just draw from it. You draw from it to focus you in the moment where you are now and you mm-hmm. link it back, like you said earlier, to if I'm aware enough in this moment to make the right choice, then tomorrow I'll know I'll feel better for it. So mm-hmm. it's it's just, yeah, taking, removing yourself from the situation, slowing the pace down. Like you said, re- recanting past events where these things happen to you in your life and it's almost like you're paying good on them. Like you're saying, like kind of almost like thank you for this happening and and you're using it in a way rather than it kind of just beating you you're kind of using it as fuel to move forward Mm. exactly Mm. yeah i mean like you don't even like you say you should but you wouldn't even have to right it's like i'm always careful with uh uh, the use of the word should it's like i should do this or i should do that because in places like um especially people on like our uh people who work with us is there's always like a a should 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 going on it's like Mm -hmm. no is you you do you do the thing that you need to do. You do the thing that the action that you need to take to move yourself forward. Um, don't tell yourself should because it's just going to mean you know you're going to beat yourself up. But mm. the point I'm making there is like you've probably like you said fasting. So that's the last thing that you're using. You don't even have to go back to uh, the accident. Say you just have another experience which you can rely on, which helps propel you forward. Right. So it's like yeah, okay. So um, that's yeah, that's interesting as well because it doesn't have to be just that one thing. It can be other things. Yeah. as well it can be other experiences that you've gone through which uh which take you further mm-hmm. it's almost like me identifying with myself from that accident very mm-hmm. different human being like this 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 was definitely mm-hmm. in me but my my means of expressing it my means of kind of relating to that person might not be as strong as me relating to the person of myself from five minutes ago you know what i mean like mm-hmm. that's that's that that ultron kind of description like kind of I, I now I kind of I level up from who I just was and I use that last human being version of me as as the most recent fuel to fuel to kind of foster these flames like that's mm. the way I want to see it that's that's kind of it's like it's the same as like anything jujitsu or striking stuff like the guy who didn't slip the first jab isn't and now is somebody who's been taught how to slip a jab so it's like okay cool I'm now, I'm now leveled up you know I mean, that, that's happened obviously it's all in the moment but you can use I what I, what I prefer to do I think is to use the most recent example of yourself um, more consistently to make that. Like, for instance, you can say this about yourself, like, oh, yesterday I had a bad day, but today I'm going to use yesterday's kind of uh, yesterday's lessons to, mm. to fuel today. Um, but yeah. then sometimes when like when you need that real deep motivation, you can go all the way back 
and be like, oh, well, as a kid, as a kid, like this happened to me always as a kid. That like this is what I found amazing about the Michael Jordan documentary, um, mm. the, the Last Dance. And he was talking about his dad, and his dad. And this is this is something I can proper resonate with. I don't know if you've ever had this, right? My dad's a mechanic, right? So uh, mm. he he'd be in the he'd be in underneath the car, and he'd be like, shout me, Omar, come here. Okay, can you grab me the the number seven spanner? And I was like, okay, cool. I run over to the thing. And I'm like, uh, which one? Which one? This one? And he's like, nope. This one? Uh, nope. This one? Nope. Oh, fuck. Like, I, I want to get this right. I want to get this right so bad, but I just, uh, I just don't know. And he'd have to yeah. get himself out of the car and be like, that one. Like, oh shit. Like, and Michael Jordan had the same thing. And his dad would tell him, just, just go back in the house with your mom. Like, you, you ain't gonna, yeah, be, yeah. You, you ain't gonna be nothing. And um, <laughs> I, I remember seeing that, and I thought, yes, that, that was such a motivation um, for me when I was younger, which was like, I've got to kind of just be with it enough to kind of show this, this man in my life, my father that hmm. yeah I, I get this stuff too and it, it motivates yeah. me it motivates me to this day because it's like I don't, I don't know much about cars but i definitely like kind of i can hang with my dad in a conversation in some some ways that's that's hmm. kind of brought me forward and then you, yeah you just use that you can use that motivation from when you were like super young to like we said like two minutes ago hmm. yeah exactly hmm. so it's like uh, so yeah you really look up to yeah uh, you really look up to your dad in that sense as well it's like okay what i do i want to make yeah. sure he's he's cool with it as well for sure, man. For sure, I think that's 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 weird, right? Like, and you want you want to like make your parents proud, um, mm. and like just just I don't know, like the the small the small things, based upon like how how highly you put your you you put your kind of your leaders in a way, those mm. small things mean a lot, right? So like you yeah. don't want to fall in any way. Um, so yeah, it's interesting, man. Super interesting. I, I, I definitely from a young age had this idea of like that motivates me. I don't. I don't know if that that's kind of a universe. Did you have that when you were young? That kind of uh, every little thing kind of motivating you. No, I think um, I don't know, man. I don't really. It's weird. It's like I don't really know <laughs> what motivated me when I was younger. It's just um, that was just like going through going through life. I think I call it like uh, when I when I realized when I was working in tax, mm. and um, and then when I went through the idea of figuring out what I want to do to get out of it that period I call it my awakening so I'm like 24 years old going on 25 and I'm like uh, I just just kind of woke up it was like okay I'm going to take charge of my life now like this is what needs to happen and it was so it's almost like uh, for me that's yeah there's there's two different eras there in that sense as well as like one where I was kind of like just walking my way through the trodden path already. Didn't have to think about anything, wasn't really thinking about anything, even even though like, okay, at, after my awakening, I realized that I've got, uh, I didn't make choices that were, that were about me. I never made those choices. Um, I, I realized that looking back, but at the time it just felt like I was just, just, doing what needed to be done. It just never really um, never really felt like there was any uh, motivation behind the choices. It was just like, okay, you know, you're going to go to school, you're going to get your GCSEs, then you're going to get your A-levels and you're going to go to uni. And it was just like, all right. And it was very, it was very bland, I guess. Uh, so I don't know, I don't know what the motivation was as a kid. I don't even think I that's a good question, actually. It's really making me think. It's like, I don't know if I actually had motivation. For sure, like when I was younger, younger, so probably 
uh, up until I was about 12 or 13, I guess, you know, you start hitting those teenage years and um, definitely like, uh, yeah, definitely didn't want to feel like I was going to be upsetting my parents. So like, you know, making sure I'm not disappointing them. But, uh, but that was, I feel like I was looking at it from this aspect of don't disappoint as opposed to make them proud. That's very different, right? So it was a kind of pressure which meant that I lacked motivation to succeed on any level for myself until I woke up at the age of 24, 25. So, yeah, so it's um, it's interesting that you asked that question in, in, in the context of motivation because I don't really, that yeah, that would have been it. And uh, I don't really think I had any motivation for myself until I started getting that anxious feeling and I started feeling like something's not right. Um, I've never experienced anything like this before. What the hell am I going to do about this? And luckily, you know, I had something imprinted in me, which was look into this, figure it out. And then, you know, who knows what happens from there. But it was very much instead of it ruling me, I tried to figure out what it was. And, uh, and then I realized I came to the conclusion that it was that I'm just not doing what I really want to be doing. I'm not, um, I'm not being authentic is essentially authenticity has become a big part of, uh, uh, explicitly has become a big part of my life. Um, especially in the last six months, especially the turn of this year. Um, but I would say since I've made the transition into becoming, being involved in the fitness industry, it was, um, a, yeah, that's me being my authentic self. And I think that's also a big reason why I don't regret anything that's happened in the last uh, eight years. Since I've been in the industry, eight and a half years since I've been in the industry, and since the last 10 years that I've made the transition over, you know, working on that transition um, is because there's a, there's a level of authenticity there, right? And, and so now I'm a lot more explicit about that. It's like I just want to live authentically. And I want to be able to have honest conversations with myself, with other people. And um, and authenticity for me means expressing myself in the most realist sense of myself, which is, okay, if I didn't do this podcast, it would always be in the back of my mind that, you know, what would have happened if I do this? Even if it's like, it doesn't matter. It's like, it doesn't have to be like crazy successful how people view a podcast needs to be. It's just... Um, it's just something that if I didn't do it, I'd be holding back a piece of myself and then finally creating my online program, something that's been in the back of my mind for a little while now. But if I didn't do it, it'll be, it'll stay, be stuck in the back of my mind. And that's not a good place for it to be stuck because I'm not being my authentic self. I'm holding myself back in a certain way. And the confidence I feel like that comes with putting yourself out there in an authentic way is, uh, is kind of unparalleled. And I've, uh, there is there's certainly a vulnerability to it as well because you're like, oh shit, this is me being me. If it doesn't get accepted, you feel like you want to recoil. But at the same time, it's a powerful position to be in because you're acting out your best interests, which is only going to help other other people out at the same time. And um, yeah, so <clears throat> so I would say there was for me there's that split in who I am from pre 24 to mm. after, after making that after 24 and yeah, growth, like you said, that event has been 
uh, your accident was like, you know, there was major growth in that period. And um, for me as well, there was a lot of growing pains for sure, because, you know, it was like being tied to, um, yeah, just being tied to, I guess, a certain way of living or a certain expectation. And then uh, it's like not having all the answers as well. So not knowing stuff uh, about what the hell any of this stuff means going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, but just knowing that I needed to take the action. And mm-hmm. um, and so, yeah, so it was like at that time, that was a, that was a really interesting period. Uh, well, I say interesting. I could say uh, looking back at the time, it was just like, all right, I'm doing this thing. I've got no fucking idea if it's going to work or not. I don't even know what I'm going to do the next day uh, or the day after that. And um, but uh, but yeah, here we are. And mm-hmm. I would look at it as uh, yeah, again, really thinking about what you said is just a good question because I feel like uh, the motivation was in the wrong place as a as a young child, and then. Um, it's not the wrong place. It's just the place that it felt like it should have been in. And, um, but then it just meant that I was neglecting what I really wanted. And when you're young, I guess you can like really do that quite easily because I don't know, you just have this, I don't know, abundance of energy for just being able to do stuff. And even if it's not right for you, you can just do it. And then after a period of time, that just grates on you. And, uh, and that's what happened to me. So I guess um, there, yeah, there was no motivation early on. And, uh, and then, yeah, when I hit that age where I uh, had that core life crisis, I call it. <laughs> and, uh, and I just went, okay, this is, uh, this is what's going to motivate me. Yeah. This is what I need to do. This is how I need to move forward. So, um, yeah, that's it. Man. I like it. Yeah. Man. I like it. Yeah. It's like same similar to what you said as well. There's a lot to unpack there. We could we could go into it, but um, you know I'm, I'm happy to as well because it's it's a good thing to do. It's just like you know you you evaluate your life, you learn a bit by yourself yeah. by looking back, and uh, and yeah, there is a lot to unpack. There. There's a lot to learn from it because in hindsight, it's um, it's something I was talking about with um, Matt again, my housemate, and it's one of those things where like. Because me and you know we we put the reps in, in our in our field on some level, and in terms of growing our mindset for achieve like achieving certain things, and like you said, by no means are we like the you know the finished article. Because at the end of the day, there's still plenty of things like okay, there's certain domains of my life is like okay, I'm performing at this level, and other things is like I'm down here. But I'm going to take all the you know, all the frameworks and all the the fundamental principles of what I'm doing to be here and apply them to the ones where I'm down here so that I can get all the bars leveling up, you know, all, all the bars that I need uh, um, working for me to have a good life for, for the future to level up. Um, so what it can do is um, because we put those reps in and because we work on that stuff, it can feel like it's just for other people, it can feel like it's just easy for us to say, okay, this is what you need to do. But it's like, yeah, it's easy to say, but anything is easy to say because in the sense that we've we've figured it out as we've gone along and we've taken a shit ton of weird turns along the way. And so when we say to you, here's the route that you need to take, that's because we've done all the other routes <laughs> you know, and we're making it simple for you. And that doesn't mean... Uh, if you uh, so, and then it will also mean like you know you can get to from A to B where you need to be a hell of a lot easier, 
but you will also have your own challenges along the way, right? And uh, that doesn't rule that out. It will still be difficult. So we can say this is simple. We, we never say it's easy. We always say it's simple because we've done it ourselves. We can look back and we can understand the framework that we applied to help us get to where we are. And also we can corroborate that with other success stories and other things that we'd know about, say, if it's in the domain of achieving a goal, then that's what um, it links in with the neuroscience and it links in with what other people have done. And uh, we know that that works. And uh, the interesting thing is, is like, we can look back and be like, oh yeah, we did apply that. We just had no fucking idea that that's what we were doing. Mm. And, um, and so for other people, it would be like, we're not saying anything's going to be easy. We're saying we know the route. You just need to pull the trigger and uh, make it happen for yourself, and and uh, and keep and keep driving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I completely agree. I think I think it's. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, and I was saying to her that like you almost want to, if you could go back and um, do something, you almost want to remove the redundancies, remove the things mm-hmm. that that you kind of go through, and they're a bit. Uh, and that that redundancy can be oh this entire venture didn't add anything to my life or it could have been mm. that i didn't apply myself enough to this <clears throat> venture to see what it could eventually reach you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like kind of as soon as you can look back at your life and remove those redundancies the faster you can start making progress in the right direction and at the end of the day that's when we look back at when we look at our lives and say like oh i want to achieve x y and z i want to give to charity and i want to build institutions around fitness and health and knowing yourself that shit can happen much sooner if you if you're able to just tackle the the things that are making you lose right now like uh, jordan shadow says says it in one of his weeks of his podcast he was like to win first you have to stop losing right and it makes so much sense like it's such a simple thing but it's like you just can't you can't win if you're just constantly kind of falling down um and not just not winning right so uh it's like it's like let's stop losing first like with with the choices that we make and the kind of the ways we apply ourselves and the and the methods that we choose and the people that we follow and let's like look back and realize that in this this and this area i should have applied myself more or i could have furthered myself um if i'd applied myself more um and then just follow that path we follow that path and like kind of this i was talking to her yesterday i was saying the same thing like i want to almost have like a uh, I have a vision of myself when I'm like old and grey and being like a, a teacher somewhere and being mm. like I'm not I'm not a teacher of a subject I'm just a guy who's made every mistake under the sun so like <laughs> like come 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 children I'll tell you what not to do like that's that's me <laughs> you know what I mean? and uh, it's good like that's 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 I'm totally fine with that because it comes from the person who's willing to just jump in straight away and be like oh, okay yeah. I fail I failed failed quickly and then you start learning from it straight away like this mm-hmm. is how you course correct this is this is, hopefully you just kind of you remember remember enough of those lessons to help the next person yeah that's yeah, it yeah, yeah. and you know what i find interesting about it as well is like you don't i in, i think in a lot of ways you're not going to actually be able to help somebody to stop the making the mistake mm-hmm. but you will be able to help them guide their way through it a hell of a lot more efficiently yeah. than if they didn't have someone like you around right because uh likewise, so yeah, likewise bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 it's just like it's what we talk about in that um you're going to make mistakes but mistakes are the surefire way of um getting to success as long mm-hmm. as you learn from and so uh, there's the thing about um it, it's yeah you can always learn from other people's experiences but there's something you're lacking that visceral element and you just need 
to have your own fuck up to be like oh yeah i really get it now <laughs> and and then and then have that conversation with the old gray umar and be like okay yeah mm. he, he gets it he can show me through it's you're right you've seen an episode of star Wars, not episode the movie have you seen star trek the movie uh no nah. yeah Proper sweet man. Like uh, I didn't realize that I didn't realize that I would enjoy it as much as I did enjoy it. But oh right, you know, it's probably people people who really watch Star Trek. People are like what the what are you talking about? It was terrible. But I don't know. <laughs> I've never watched Star Trek. I found the film enjoyable. I apologize. Right. And, uh, <laughs> there's a there's a bit of the film where um where the second film right. So um the 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 spoiler alert. First off, if you don't want to hear about Star Wars Star Trek, then you could like. <laughs> for this bit um la, 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 la. <laughs> yeah. um yeah so like this the spark of today's generation goes forward and speaks to the spark of like 50 years from now and he's like i'm gonna happened? put the spoiler on the screen instead yeah <laughs> <laughs> that shit out man spoiler yeah, exactly. star trek second one or whatever um yeah, yeah he talks talks to the few basically the future version himself and is like how did we win this? And he's like, oh, well, it's going to be treacherous and whatever. And it's pretty cool the way he says it. And he has a really mm. sick voice. And uh, yeah, that's kind of kind of the way you kind of look at it is like, if you go forward in your life and you can speak to the old gray version of yourself, um, mm. it would be super sweet. But I think until then, you can just, uh, just yeah. fail, your, fail your way forward, man. Fail, fail your way your forward. Way forward. <laughs> As, see, that's an interesting conundrum. If you had that option to be yeah. able to speak to future you, you know, would you mm. take it? It's like hmm, depends. Eh? It depends. I think. I think. I think it depends because, like, straight away, I'm thinking of like the people that I'm doing it for. Like, mm. do I? Do I? If I turn left or turn right, do I? Do I end up like giving them what they want and making sure that they're cool and dandy and happy and stuff? Then, yeah, I kind of want to know because I want to just. I want to make sure that's a. I don't. I don't fuck this up. You know what I mean? Like, like this, right. is, this is. This has got to go right. You know what I mean? But yeah. yeah, it depends, right? It depends. It's an interesting question. What, what do you think? Oh man, I don't know because obviously, instinctively, you're like, I get to know the future. Of course, yeah. I want to know. Yeah. But then, that would. Oh, there's like this is whole thing. Oh man, it's, it's <laughs> With too great much power my, comes great responsibility, yeah. man. That's my, my, my brain. Yeah, man, my brain is just going to freaking explode just thinking about all the possibilities that could come from it. Because then it's like, okay, if I do find out, then will it happen that way still? Will I change the way I behave if I didn't want either in either direction? If I find out something that I didn't want to happen, happened, well, will I change what I need yeah. to do? And if I find out that it happened the way that it happened, it's like, okay, great, then how do I still make sure that that happens knowing that information? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, it's yeah. weird because this is the thing about delving into the unknown, which is like when you're doing your thing and, you know, we made, uh, we, we talked about it is like incremental gains in one year's time. We've got 60 podcasts, right? And if you tell me, if I meet the person a year from now saying to me, it's going to become, crazy successful you're gonna have thousands and thousands of people listening to it you're like oh that's amazing but then it's like how did i make that happen like are you gonna tell me how i made that happen i don't know it's like there's there's so many layers to it but then if somebody tells me if some and then if they tell me you get like 10 people listening every week and it just stayed that way every week and it's like am i still gonna do that with that information mm -hmm. and uh, 
So I don't want, in a way, I don't want the future to skew what I believe to be the right action to be taking right now. Mm-hmm. You, know, you know what I mean? It's, it's so, the, yeah, there's, there's lots of, lots of different ways that we could look at it. Cause at the mm-hmm. same time, it's like, for me, we, we've talked about it as well. You know, the whole purpose of this podcast is like, you know, we want to be honest. So we want to talk about fulfilling potential because we want to make, uh, cause we know that the things that we talk about, there's an impact that it has on people. And each week we get somebody saying something like really nice to us about it as well. Like people who we know and people who we don't know, which is amazing. And, um, and it's just like, we never thought that that's what would happen. And if it's just like one person, that's great. Even if only 10 people listen and there's like, there's one person who gets something out of it. That's freaking amazing because that's what it's about. And so it's like, you know, if I find out about my future self, it's saying these things to me is like, but I don't know what am I what am I going to learn from it really you know is it in a, in a way it's yeah there's too many there's so many angles so many variables man so many variables well, yeah. I thought like if if say say that say you found out that it all went the right way and mm. you found out how it all happened then you're just kind of playing it out you're just kind of a passenger in your own life you know you you can't yes. then you then you just be like like oh but I just fuck with this now. Like, what I just kind of like go yeah. left. I should have gone right. Like, I'm gonna just pull my car run out of gas. I'm gonna stay here exactly. for a while. Like, oh shit, what did I do? Yeah, you, yeah, you definitely that... start start picking at the stitches and be like, oh, you see yeah. if I can still still work it out. Yeah, that's it. Because uh, yeah, because then it's like okay, if then you got to ask if yourself is okay. How did it happen? And then you're gonna have to have a long enough conversation where you be like okay this moment you did this and this moment you did this so then it's like i'm going i've gone forward 50 years but i've spent 50 years talking about how i'm going to make all this shit happen as well because uh, you've got to go through each moment and because every moment has something that matters to it in a sense yeah, right yeah yeah it's, yeah it's weird this is like that's why it's like a crazy <coughs> yeah that's one for the listeners that's one for the listeners what do you think what do you yeah. think would you, would you find out what do you think would you would it affect shit like yeah, all all the back of the future theories coming out right here. We go. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, will you will you see your picture fade? We're like, what's gonna happen? Yeah. Oh shit, yeah. man. Hot tub time machine. That's the one, man. Hot that's, tub that's, time machine. That's, that's that's the best uh, time travel movie out there, man. For yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's such a joke squad as well. It's, it's crazy, that's great. <laughs> and then how about how about if you flip it? If like um, the other way around. So if you go, if you could go back to a past version of yourself where you feel like you really need to there's <coughs> so, so like where you feel like you really need to give that that past version of yourself a talking to like what would you say and when would that be mm. wow mm. don't know man i don't know i just think because because like if it, if it was just like made made no difference to today's timeline or whatever or not that it made no difference but that it was just like it was just a thing that you could just go back and do and then live your life with that. You probably go back to yourself when I was like primary school and just be like, mm. trust yourself. Like you don't need to, you don't need to, you don't need to follow the crowd. Yeah, I never did follow the crowd. I was always a bit of a weirdo. Like I was always just kind of <laughs> a kid just kind of on my own little shit. And uh, yeah, I think I would just tell them just like just keep going. You're doing the right thing. Like just just to kind of tell the kid like yeah, it's cool, it's cool. What are mm. you doing? Keep going. Um, and then yeah, just kind of live with that kind of knowledge. But then again, like you don't know whether you would have lost that message because other things mm. would have happened in your life, and you would have been like, "Oh, what's this person think here? Or what's that person think there?" You'd almost need to like intermittently jump back into your own life and be like, mm, "It's cool, crack on." But then, you, mm. to be fair, you can almost probably do that 
for yourself now. You know what I mean? Because it'll kind of like the way we mm. frame it, like, what would the future version of yourself be? Thank you for doing what you're doing right now. Yeah. In a way, like, I'm going to go have food in a minute. Like, I could have, could just smash my face full of like everything under the sun that's not healthy. But the future version of myself will probably sitting there and be like, ah, what? <laughs> yeah. this guy thinks, like, what the fuck? What's wrong with it? Why is he, why is he, why does he hate me so much? You know what I mean? Um, if you had a picture of your future self, you could just see him changing shape every second. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I'm going to eat this. And like, oh, that's what he looks like now. Oh, I'm going to eat this instead. Oh, he looks pretty good. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Just like, cheese string. Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, exactly. you imagine, oh, I've got this great visual in my head now. Is where you got you're holding the picture of future you, and you're moving the cheese string close to your mouth. And the closer you pull it, the bigger you put, the bigger you get in that picture. The further away you take it, the smaller you get. Like the more hench you get. Sliding scale. Yeah, yeah. man. That's that's so legit. But that's bro, that's true, man. It's like it's like, do I go for this run? Oh, the future version of myself is more of a wimp. It's like, come oh, on, let's let's yeah. go for the run. Let's go for the run. Like I need yeah. to I need to like beat that part of myself into submission. So yeah. Yeah, yeah man. man. Do I do I get out of bed? Do I stay in bed? Like yeah. <laughs> funny, funny yeah. shit, man. Funny you know shit. what actually because we've uh, because we've like highlighted that explicitly, I think that's actually gonna be pretty helpful to me. Just being like future self, future self. Because it sounds weird to say that, but um, especially because we're always talking about moving forward, like, you know, being better off tomorrow than the previous day. But there's there's still models that you can use which help you in every sense. <clears throat> That's not one that I've really thought that much about in the sense that um, I just know that, okay, in one year, three years, five years time, I just want to be better off than I am right now. Otherwise, that vacuous mediocrity that I describe as my own personal he- idea of hell is... Um, is is not met mm. and uh, and that makes me you know because if i think about it and being in that place i'm like Ooh, that's, that's that's horrible it's like you know, there's something vis- like inside me which just goes if you're if you're being mediocre in your own definition of it you're just dead inside basically it's not a good feeling so i'm thinking okay i want to be learning i want to be physically healthy and active and etc cetera, etc cetera, and and feel like i'm doing something in that front which means that yeah, future me will thank me for that. But then I don't really think of future me like that. I've never, mm-hmm. I've never really envisioned it. So I could, yeah, I think that'd be pretty powerful, man. I think just looking at it and being like, if I just decide to stay in bed, future me is not going to thank me for this. Mm-hmm. And there's that, yeah, there's that's yeah, that's cool. That's interesting. That's Again, another, another thing that's just, uh, that's been helpful is, uh, yeah is like all right if i stay in bed future me is going to be thanking me for this there'll be days where you actually say yeah because you just realize you're fucking spent and if you try and push through the day then you're going to burn yourself out so no actually you need to chill or i can eat that cheese string because i got mm-hmm. a good handle on uh, on my behaviors you know yeah. all that yeah. kind of stuff so um yeah but that's that's a I think that's a helpful frame is like, uh, if I look at myself tomorrow or if six months from now, a year from now, mm-hmm. 10 years from now, whatever the time frame is, is like by taking that action, will I still be, uh, will future me thank me for it? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, will future yeah. me thank me for it? Yeah. You just, you just make like now more important, right? You kind of tie it to like, Oh, mm. this decision right now, it does mean something. It just sure. ties, back, yeah. ties back into what you were talking earlier about, like having purpose and having mm. like all those things driving your decisions right now. And if they're at the forefront of your mind and how like 
you're seen by your peers, by your family, by your friends, whatever, or in time from now, does future you thank you for studying a bit harder or, or like, or like taking your time in a conversation to really understand somebody? Yeah, chances are probably does. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, man. No, that 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 hundred percent feeds into it. I like that, man. That was good. Mm. That was helpful. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. We've got, we've got to build this. We've got to build this like Harry Potter style you know, the paintings in Harry Potter that move. I mean, we need to build that in relation to, to you like having a few things like, did you sleep an extra in bed? You just see like your future self just like slovenly like laid out. Like, <laughs> yeah. like driving to KFC, just like... Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, right. yeah, exactly. Yeah, changing. Like, uh, how 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 helpful would that be if, like, it's somewhere in the future? You know, you get like uh, uh, they're like you couldn't play music that changes based on the mood it picks up on that you are yeah. in. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know if that's still if that's a thing or if that was just a sci-fi thing. But then, like, you walk into a room and you just look at a picture of your future self. You're like, hmm, and then it just changes based on. Uh, all right, I'm going to do this. And then you might just paralyze yourself. You might just stand there staring at the picture. Yeah. Change and not actually do anything at all. It's true. So like you see these things yeah. on like Instagram, right? Where they're like the, the aging, the aging one. It's like, oh, yeah, of, course yeah. gonna, of course, you're going to look old. Like you're old. Right? <laughs> like, what the fuck else are you going to look like? You're going to look like Pamela Addison, right? Like it's not going to happen. Yeah. You're going to be old, right? Um, but it's like, how does the, the choices affect, affect me, right? Like, you like, am I now like you can have it like a stat stat system like heart yeah. heart emotion like knowledge or whatever or like ability to learn like all these different fucking shits and um just see how they kind of level up and change or how, yeah. the, how, the, how the number minority minority report your entire life and just see how it kind of uh, yeah how, how it plays out man yeah that's funny you said i'm gonna look like pam and i'm like what if i want to look like pam <laughs> <laughs> gee if you want to look like pam be my guest. That's yeah. really, 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 really weird wrestling with you though afterwards. Just like, <laughs> oh, oh, Gorinda. Oh, <laughs> got something in the way. Got a couple <laughs> things in the way. <laughs> You're like, oh, this is awkward. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I used to know you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> God. How about you just walking into wrestling, just be like, this is not what I envisioned. Returning, yeah. to, wrestling, returning to wrestling to be like, Gorinda. Yeah. Do we need to have a talk about something? No. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> yeah. What do we need to have a talk about? Everything's the same as it was, except for one thing. <laughs> oh man! It's like an episode of Simpsons where Marge gets a boob job, and just like yeah. every, every, everyone just treats her differently. Just like yeah, super strange. Super exactly. strange. Exactly. <laughs> it's true. It happens, man. It's true. I've been because uh, I've been reading about. Uh, uh, this is why I like it. I mean, I'm just loving the neuroscience stuff because I feel like it's just in, at the very least, is it, is it, I think it's integral to understand why we are the way we are or like mm -hmm. rather how we are the way we are. There's a bunch of things that we just don't really know. Like, uh, and that's why the conversation around morality came up mm -hmm. uh, with my flatmate. And so like, you know, how moral you are is, for example, is going to depend on um, so many different things is like, uh, cultural variance to it there's situational all the kind of stuff how altruistic uh, you are as well is just going to depend on like you know attractiveness basically so that whole thing is uh, it's not it's not even it's not even false it like it's one of the variables that affects you know whether you're generous to somebody or not whether you think that they're attractive or not basically is a part of it so um yeah man simpsons 
Simpsons always knows. Somehow they always mm. know something. Too wrong. He's like, yeah, they knew Donald Trump would be president. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All that Holy crap. Shit, it's crazy. It's crazy. Simpsons is actually actually that that, that alien overlord that we that we kind of like yeah. think think is out there somewhere. It's just they just came here and made Simpsons. That's it. That was, yeah. That was their Yeah. They figured that they, they they bestowed the Simpsons upon us to help us plan our lives and yeah. really we're like, oh look at this funny cartoon. Like, <laughs> no, no. There's a lot more to this. <laughs> God, if, if we've just figured it out, then I want major props for like ten fifty historians listening back to this this podcast, but like these boys knew oh, Yeah. Exactly. Crazy shit, man. Crazy shit. That's right, man. Yeah. Right, we Dude. got uh yeah, what were you gonna say? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I was, I was, I was gonna shift off to you, but you got there, Cole. Oh, I was gonna say uh, we've got a question that came oh, okay. through from listeners, right? And uh, we do a we do a little answering listener question segment. Let's do it. Let's do so it. we appreciate the questions that come in. This is good food for thought, and we feel yeah. like uh, we feel like there's uh, there's yeah, it's very valuable for us because you know we get mm. to think about certain things in a certain way and um make sure that we're saying the right thing as well and uh we, yeah we have like obviously there's a lot of benefit for people to to get out of it as well it's, it's kind of our way of like do you know how we talked earlier about like having good conversations it's kind yeah. of our way of like having that conversation with you guys right so it's, yeah, it's, exactly. it's, it's fun like I'm, I'm sure of you like ringing me up and being like hey hey what's going on um exactly. yeah this this is that right this is that kind of little segment i really i really enjoy this yeah yeah wicked man all right i'll get you to i'll get you to start off answering the question then so uh, thank you to Raminda for busting out the question. Um, it's my client. And uh, she she did say, I was like, I'm always interested in hearing questions. And she was like, I got like a million. Like, <laughs> I was like, that is amazing. She goes, you know, if it's too many, just let me like, no, no, there's no such thing as too many. Just throw them out so we can, we'll do what we can with them. Yeah. And uh, so this one was, uh, the question was, I'm not a fan of routine and I love living a life of variety. But of course, this isn't always feasible. So my question to you guys, what would you suggest is the best way to adjust a mindset to deal with routine? That's Over a really to good you, question. Brown. That's a really good question, man. Um, not always a fan of routine. Um, read, the, read the next bit again, please, bro. So my question to you guys would be, what would you suggest is the best way to adjust a mindset to deal with routine? Yeah, I think it's like we talked about it earlier in the podcast. Eh? Um tying that routine to mean something. I mm. think um, if if left to our own devices, our human, our human <coughs> being, the, the the actual being that we are, would just be cool with just existing its way through life, right? Mm. But the fact that we we want to achieve things, we we have things that we want to look back on our life and say, yeah, I did those things. Um, Anybody that you listen to, I was into a podcast with Mark Cuban this morning. He's a billion, nearly trillionaire, like um, somebody who just kind of has uh, his life, obviously that part of his life um, sorted. And I think he's one of the things he was talking about was just like sticking to the routine, sticking to studying every day, sticking to to making sure that he's he's looking up his his market and his fields, and it just ties it to to his goal. His goal was to to be wildly rich and kind of own a football team and own a hockey team and a basketball team and stuff. And he's got that. And I, th I think it's got to be. It's back to that why, isn't it? It's back to that why mm. about why are you doing what you're doing. Is that why bigger and bigger than your current state of I want to stay here and be cool where I am? Um, and if it is, then you've almost got to. Um, 
expand into that part of your life now you've got to realize that where you are right now isn't isn't fulfilling you in that one way but when you if you if you were to give up a bit of your freedoms and trade them almost like trade them as a commodity for um for more discipline that discipline mm-hmm. can then be traded for another commodity which is achieving your goals so it's like it's like kind of i have i have all this time and this freedom so oh, i'll give you this you give me some discipline then what do i do with this so you use it to go and achieve what you want oh, okay sick yeah. Like I'll be back in two <laughs> yeah. years, and I'll be like, I'll be, I'll be the that. shit, right? Yeah, that, it makes sense, right? Like kind of that. That's yeah. Anybody that kind of I look up to right now, like yourself, you built this online portal. That that shit takes time, right? That shit's like that, that shit is like, it's, it's so you said like podcast and portal, podcast and portal. Like that, yeah. that's the that's the life you've lived. And it's clearly a lot of discipline that goes that way. Um, and like anybody, anybody else, um, they will have spent their time just just beating on their craft. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I think, I think, um, yeah, yeah. Do you, what do you, what do you think to that, man? Uh, you know, I love the way you said that, like trading it, like it's a commodity. That's, yeah. that's beautiful. I really like that. I think, um, I think that helps you understand. Yeah. It's, it's transactional, you know, it's like, you've got this freedom, you you've got this time or whatever it is. Um, but you want to transact that for discipline. And as like Jocko Willing says, you know, discipline equals freedom. And I've mm. certainly felt that every time I've been disciplined, I feel free yeah. in that, uh, even in that microscopic moment itself, because I'm like, oh, I'm doing something that I feel is valuable. And that makes me feel free mentally, emotionally. I feel good about all that. So, yeah, you're trading it in for something which is going to predispose you to achieving achieving new heights, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, what, what I find interesting, like uh, with the question, is is um, like not found a routine. Love living a life of variety. Um, what people tend to think is, if you have routine, that that doesn't mean that that means that you you're you, you're stuck in something which is not entertaining, that is mm. not fun. Um, that's the misconception. There's a couple of misconceptions about routine. One of them is that you know you don't necessarily have to have it. Um, especially when people identify themselves as more on the uh, level of being, like, say, more creatives. And then the other thing is that routine is what makes you, uh, it just sucks the life out of, uh, sucks the fun out of life. And I feel like the two misconceptions, because number one, um, we are, our biology depends on routine. So we actually live we actually live by the light of the day. So there's literally sensors in our eyes that are picking up uh, our the morning light and the evening light to tell us, to tell the rest of the body, to tell all the clocks in the body, uh, clock cells in the body that you need to align yourself with, with the, uh, with the light, uh, light hours of the day. So your body intrinsically requires routine, right? And your mind intrinsically requires routine because when you're not getting that routine, um and having proper exposure to light you actually set off circuits in your brain which make you feel more depressed make you feel more anxious mm. and make you feel more stressed so this is a physiological physical innate system that's built into us which requires routine so that's that's what we are there we are we are creatures of routine as well men um then the other thing about uh it being something where it may not allow you to live a life of variety is um, 
then then the question is is like you know what are you doing to apply a routine to your life are you making it so that you're actually kind of sucking the fun out of life by feeling like you can't have um variety and can't have um enjoyment from it or are you actually setting it up so that the routine that you have is actually allowing you to have fun with that routine as well as outside of outside of that and um <clears throat> so if, a couple of things that come to mind for it for me is um, okay. So the question being, what would you suggest is the best way to adjust the mindset to deal with routine? One hundred percent is what Umar said: is having your why and always going back to you know, going back to that um, because you have a routine. Um, I'm guessing because you want to uh, you want to make the most out of your you have a routine to make the most out of your day and. By trying to make the most out of your day, that means you're trying to to live to your own kind of ideal. So um, you want to attach a meaning to the idea of having the routine, like why are you doing that? And then it's um, rewarding yourself for getting yourself into a good routine, however that's going to be, like, you know, starting off small. So is it that simple thing of getting up and making my bed in the morning is something that I usually leave till later on and I should do that now. And if you do that, it's like, okay, great. That's, that's, uh, uh, make it so that you reward that part of the routine and then you feel good about it. So then you feel good about doing routine, you know, so there's like those microscopic things. You have to be able to have an internal reward mechanism set up for everything that you do that is designed to get you to a certain outcome. Otherwise, it just makes it a hell of a lot more difficult that you'll achieve that outcome. So in this case, having a routine helps you achieve an outcome. And if having a routine is difficult, then you want to have an internal internalized reward process around uh, creating a routine. So then you do that and then all those little things add up <clears throat> and then you start to feel good about the routine. And then it's also like the, basically then that comes down to the structure of it as well, which is if you feel like uh, it is sucking the life out of um life out of your day then you want to reorganize that routine you want to be like okay what am i doing uh the the first of all the why and then how you're doing it is important and you want to look at how you're doing that are you just basically in a draconian kind of way putting measures on yourself like this is the routine i must follow by 9 a.m i must have done this by 10 a.m i must have done this by 11 o'clock etc 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 and then because it feels rigid that means it feels like it's not fun and there's no variety so actually what you want to be doing is in terms of routine is just setting yourself up so that you can uh you can have the day you want is uh, is basically it is setting yourself up so that in that routine if you achieve those things those would be good and within that you give yourself the chance to express some variety as well so it's not something that's like rigid and draconian and you have to do it um it's something to do with how you apply it the why behind it and um and and yeah so that you can make it fun for yourself for sure and um, and that will help you adapt your mindset because from a personal level is like I used to be somebody who was like a, I just didn't have a routine um, in the in the explicitly structured sense, and um, and that was uh, realized by actually introducing routine and realizing the kind of ideal day that I'd like to have that that made me actually happier. <clears throat> 
I'm having a much uh, uh, much more fulfilling day because I've got routine baked in, you know. I'm doing the things which help me express myself as best as possible. And, uh, and uh, yeah, so I realized from personal experience that by putting in a routine, it really it made a, it made a big difference to uh, how I live my day and how good mm. I feel about it. And it doesn't take anything away from it doesn't take anything away from my day. Yeah, totally agree, man. Totally agree. I think it's like kind of sometimes vilifying routine um, mm. and not seeing the benefits of it, and maybe being yep. like um, back to that first first conversation we had today, which was like seeing the benefit in kind of going slower and and taking trying to see the lesson that your life is trying to teach you. Because you, because mm. on some level, asking a question about routine might mean that you know that it's something that you don't quite conquer. Mm. So, yeah, you're asking the questions first step in you knowing that it's something that you, it's a faculty that you want to achieve, and then from there, like uh, slowly integrating it, hopefully with the things we've said, um, and then just like you said, um, celebrating the wins along the way and hailing kind of routine for that for that win. Mm. Absolutely, man. It's good for someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's uh, hopefully that helps answer the question. I think um, I think it's a very good question because, uh, mm. yeah, a lot of the time we just do we just create a routine which actually doesn't serve us very well. You know, like we we block ourselves in, we make it feel like it's a fixed thing, and is um, but it's like no, there's there's like a there's a there's a way of applying it so that you can actually get the most out of it, and uh, it doesn't doesn't have to suck the suck the fire out of life. Mm-hmm. Too right. If anything, it will enhance life as well. If you've got a proper routine, for example, around sleep, if you get a proper routine around eating and schedule your training in properly, all that kind of stuff, you're just winning. You know, mm-hmm. you're you you require structure to to win because I mean, if we look at it from like the extreme ends, if we're too far down the end of not having any routine or not having any structure, um, then you never get anything done. Basically, you never get anything of value done because you could like, if you're somebody who's like, say, fairly creative, you can, you can be so creative that you come up with like a million ideas. But then if you don't have any structure, you're never going to get those ideas off the ground. Right. So, and then there's obviously they go too far the other way where, if you are extremely structured, you might get, you know, people who are extremely structured probably get a lot of uh, juice from doing that. But then, you know, most people on average ain't going to, ain't going to experience that. They're just going to feel like they're living life in a prison. So it clearly shows that, um, especially if you're too far down the other end where you don't have any, any routine or any structure baked in, you just don't get as much done. You don't get anything done that you need to get done. So um, that that shows the value of having routine by looking at it from that extreme end. So is uh, you you want to get it in there so that you can make the most out of stuff. Yeah, man, totally agree. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. Do we have Good any time. more questions today? Do we have? I know we had that one from from, from Bilal uh, last week, the one about uh, force force production. But I was going to say that I want I want another week to to go away and. And uh, research that because, to be honest, well, I don't know if you want to link it to our our, our guest next week because that's yes. uh, kind of kind of a kind of a link off. Um, yeah, so to to Bill, I'm going to go away and uh, research that question a bit more and come back with more comprehensive answer because it's a great yeah. question. 
Exactly. Yeah. The question was basically around uh, for any other trainers listening, but just people and people in general. It was uh, force the force requirement of isometrics versus uh, concentric action. So isometric action is just basically fixed range of motion. There is no range of motion; just fixed action, and you're just squeezing a muscle, say. And concentric action is when a muscle is shortening. So if you think of you know stretching is lengthening a muscle. If I squeeze my bicep if i curl my fist to my shoulder that's a squeeze of the bicep that's a concentric action and then isometric is just basically holding a fixed um a fixed angle and then putting force through that and um so his question was basically what is the requ- is the requirement for isometric contraction greater than concentric contraction and uh, we've got some initial thoughts on that but we just wanted to make sure what the uh, what the research was saying on that as well. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so tying into next week, we have another guest on the podcast. It's going to be wow. another great conversation with another powerful, almighty woman and uh, who goes by the name of Grace Stilgo. So Grace is an actuary by day and a power lifter by night. And uh, that is, is highly impressive because she has managed to qualify for the world championships of powerlifting and for somebody who's been doing it seriously for only three years and it's huge it's wild it's wild so it's like uh all right this is this is an interesting this is an interesting person we have in front of us you know let's let's find out what you've been doing to to get to that stage and who somebody would like you know comes across as very ordinary person but is doing some extraordinary things and there's a lot for us to learn from who she is and what she does and uh, i think we're gonna have a really fascinating conversation i've already spoken to her a little bit about uh, um being on the podcast obviously she knows that she's gonna be here <laughs> but uh but what i mean is, is like she started saying some things i was like oh this is gonna be some good stuff uh, for the podcast so um tune in next week people it's gonna be uh it's gonna be an epic episode too right that's gonna be fun i'm looking forward to that for sure yeah. Yeah, big yeah, time yeah. wicked man nice. Nice. great chat today man. that was really good really enjoyed that man. Yeah. really enjoyed it. I'm glad it was weird, weird without seeing uh juju come live kind of kind of got used to seeing, <laughs> yeah. seeing three people uh in the podcast it was yeah. just like getting used to just just be a g just yeah exactly it's like man how can have a conversation ever again <laughs> and he's like oh yeah, we, we did it it's fine we're okay <laughs> it was <sick. laughs> from jude earlier today and she's like everybody's just calling me juju now yeah <laughs> like, yes she's like no what it was just like it was just something that we she calls me gb and i call her juju and she was like that's like everybody's calling me juju kablam now it's like oh, no one no one without fail without exception i was like that is so sick that's brilliant that's brilliant, that's brilliant. I love we, that. are, we are micro influencers yeah <laughs> that's perfect man it's wicked i could, could have started with jude as well that's the, that's the yeah. best start to it man Exactly. I'm gonna have to ask Grace as well, actually, if she's got some like wicked ass nickname that we can use. Yeah. And put create a story behind that. Too right. Too right. All right, brother. Good stuff. Thank you for tuning in, people. Um, reach out to us on Instagram at Evolve Achieve Thrive, or you can email us at uh, Evolve Achieve Thrive at gmail.com and tell us what you're thinking. If you are enjoying the podcast, just please leave a rating or leave a review, subscribe, tell your friends about it. Um, we've got a lot more good content coming up and uh, yeah, we'd love for you to be part of that journey. Peace. That was brilliant.